0: The New Orleans Saints have a chance to win themselves into the NFC postseason with just a little bit of help from across the conference. We're going to create our game plan on the offensive and defensive sides for the New Orleans Saints to handle their end of the bargain. And we're joined by WWL's Ricardo LeCompte to help break it all down even further. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints.
1: You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network.
0: Your team, every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into this Game Plan Friday episode of Locked On Saints your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day, every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson NOLA on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. And today is our final episode of the week as we are breaking down the New Orleans Saints traveling to take on the Atlanta Falcons, keep themselves alive in the NFC postseason playoff conversation. We've talked about endlessly how impressive it is that the New Orleans Saints are even in this position, but now let's talk about how they seal the deal. Before we get started, I want to let you know, if the New Orleans Saints win and the Los Angeles Rams win, the New Orleans Saints, of course, will be in the postseason. We're going to do a quick 10 to 15 minute live show Right after that, if the Saints and Rams win live right here on Locked on Saints with a special guest, gonna be a lot of fun. Don't miss it. So make sure you have all of your you know that you're on YouTube and everything that you're you're subscribed and you got your bell turned on, notifications, all that stuff. And then of course that'll be posted up on the podcast side as well. So no one will be missing out. But just a heads up, we'll be live right after the game if the Saints and Rams win. Very excited. About that. So let's talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints and how they can get this win against the Atlanta Falcons. So let's start off with what the Saints need to do on the offensive side. Then we'll jump to the defensive side before Ricardo LeCompte of WWL TV joins us. Um, let's start with pre snap conflict. That's what the New Orleans Saints need to generate on the offensive side. We talked about how the run game got popping in the second half against the Carolina Panthers because of all the things that the Saints did creatively. After the snap, let's talk about how the Saints can impact the game pre-snap, and they did a little bit of this against the Carolina Panthers in the second half to get their run game percolating a little bit then, but when it came down to what the Saints did, you saw a lot of their usage of personnel groupings in order to dictate what the Carolina Panthers defense looked like, right? forcing them into nickel coverage situations, lightning boxes by spreading the defense out horizontally motioning Alvin Kamara out in that sweep action, which pulled the linebacker out of the box and allowed Taysom Hill to be able to run behind the pulling guard for his big 12, 14-yard run on the touchdown drive, right? The first touchdown in 173 minutes and 11 quarters for the New Orleans Saints. But those pieces, right, those little things, those little nuances make all the difference for the New Orleans uh, Saints, especially when the, the, the sort of margin for error is razor thin with the injuries that you have on the offensive line now the Saints could be getting healthier there you should expect Eric McCoy back on Monday like we mentioned he's already been activated off the COVID-19 list he was activated on Sunday with the chance leaving the chance open the door open for him to maybe test in and be able to play on Sunday that didn't happen but since he was already activated on Saturday he's ready to go this week uh Teron Armstead hasn't practiced so far this week but we've seen that before so we'll see if he gets out on the field today we'll get the final injury report. If he was elevated to limited, then expect him to be questionable. If not, then he'll probably be out. But he hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. But Ryan Ramczyk, on the other hand, has limited on both Wednesday and Thursday. That's good news. Him coming off of missing seven straight games, one of which on the COVID reserve list as well. So if they're able to get any of those pieces back, it's effectively getting two-fifths of your offensive line back. Gives you a lot more sort of flexibility in terms of the plays that you can call, the concepts that you can run on that offensive line, particularly over to the right side. But using that pre-snap confusion in terms of dictating those defenses with personnel groups, using the pre-snap motion, even doing things with your lineups in, in, in your formations, right? Bunch, uh, bunch packages that end up putting three wide receivers in a triangle on the left or right side, right? The weak or strong side there. That gives you an opportunity to kind of manipulate that that Atlanta Falcons defense. Using Alvin Kamara out wide pulls a linebacker out of the box if this if the Falcons are in man coverage, which you should expect quite a bit. In this game, you could then turn around and have Deontay Harris in the backfield and then have a little bit of fun that way, either in the passing game or the run game. Jet motions, jet actions, jet sweeps, things like that. All stuff to watch for the New Orleans Saints as they try to get creative on the offensive side to throw the rival Atlanta Falcons off. So pre-snap confusion, conflict, the things that they can create, they are going to be very important. The next thing, it's kind of two things, but it all comes down to protection. Protect the quarterback protect the ball. We talked about the injuries on the offensive line. Let's talk about protecting the ball. That comes down to, first of all, what the Saints have done so well over the course of the past two games, which is not turn the ball over, but also hold on to the ball, right? Extend those drives. Uh, Traquan Smith was limited in practice on Thursday. That's good news for the New Orleans Saints. You'd love to have him back out on the field. I know he's not somebody that you look at and say hey, he's going to give you 100 receiving yards and a touchdown every game or anything like that, but he gives you tough yardage, right? He makes tough catches over the middle. He converts first downs that keeps your offense on the field that protects the ball in that it doesn't give the ball to the offense. If you have a quick third and out, you're not protecting the ball. You're giving the ball back to Atlanta. You can't do that. So look for the New Orleans Saints to be able to utilize these players to be able to pick up three, four yards at a time, chip away probably take a shot down the field a couple of times. I think you're going to see it in this one. Taysom's gotten a little bit better here recently at his anticipation, getting the ball out on time down the field. Use Deontay Harris in that case. Use Marquez Calloway in that case. But for the most part, I would expect this New Orleans Saints offense to still be meticulous and still be condensed working close to the line of scrimmage because that's where you've had the most success, especially considering that Atlanta has a lot of trouble creating pressure with their front four, and that means they have to bring players from the second and third levels. They have to blitz. You look at all of the top pass rushers against the New Orleans Saints the last two times this team met, these two teams met, uh, you saw a lot of pressure from safeties, saw a lot of pressure from slot corners, and you saw a lot of pressure from linebackers. Not a lot coming from the defensive line. With that in mind, you need to get the ball out quickly in order to be able to combat the pressure that's coming from the blitz because then you end up just tossing to where the open spot on the field is because of where that blitzer has vacated. So you protect the ball, and in getting the ball out quickly, you protect the quarterback, and in getting healthy on the offensive line, you got to protect the quarterback as well. It's been really strange to watch an injured offensive line perform better as pass blockers than run blockers. That's not usually what you see in the NFL, so that'll become a big part of what you need for the New Orleans Saints in order to get their win. And play their role in terms of getting back into the playoffs for the fifth straight year. Finally, for the New Orleans Saints, sheer want and will. You have to want this more than the Atlanta Falcons want to be the team to knock you off, right? You have to want this win. And the New Orleans Saints want this win. This is something I'm not worried about. I usually really, when we're breaking down game plan stuff, I usually stick with X's and O's and I go into like Here's what the New Orleans Saints literally need to do on the field, but this is a little bit more philosophical because it's important, right? The New Orleans Saints need to want this win more than the Atlanta Falcons want to play spoiler, and I think they can. I think they will, but this is huge for me. This is a big, big, you know, big ingredient, I guess you can say. This is a main ingredient in this, like, gumbo of a win is to turn around and want this more than the Atlanta Falcons, and I think the fans will help with that too, because I think Saints fans are going to be traveling well for this game to help kind of flip home field advantage, flip the home environment in favor of the New Orleans Saints, especially when people in Atlanta aren't really excited about the Falcons right now. Aaron Freeman, Locked On Falcons, joined us for yesterday's crossover Thursday, mentioned a lot of Falcons fans actually want them to lose this game so that they could be focused on draft, you know, positioning and everything like that. The New Orleans Saints want to win this game because it means getting into the playoffs or in the very least, it means being a team worthy of the playoffs, right? So that's the last ingredient for me. So pre-snap conflict, creating all of that for Atlanta's defense, protecting the quarterback and protecting the ball and just wanting this one more than the Atlanta Falcons. And I think the New Orleans Saints should be able to handle all of that business on the offensive side. Let's talk about the business they need to handle on the defensive side as well, including, of course getting pressure on Matt and Ryan we'll talk about that and much more as we continue on with today's episode of locked on Saints and as we're kind of going through all these uh, this game plan and building a game plan for you let me help you build a game plan for your New year's resolution especially if you're talking about your diet weight loss things like that I want to make sure that built bars are a part of your repertoire there is no better protein bar out there the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar incredible flavors that make it super easy for you to maintain your New year's resolution right you get to have things like Salted caramel cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. My favorite is mint brownie. I love mint and chocolate. All covered in hundred percent chocolate, these flavors. And you're taking care of yourself. You're only getting six, seven grams of uh of sugar, but 16, 17, 18 grams of protein, 130 to 150 calories. Really easy to stick on your diet when you're talking about these numbers with something as delicious as a built bar. So go and check them out at builtbar.com or at built.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED 15 for 15% off. That's 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. And here's another one for your daily game plan and navigating this world and navigating the expensive gas prices out there. And it's the GetUpside app. Probably my second favorite app behind only Twitter at this point. GetUpside equips you with the app that allows you to get up to 25 cents per gallon off every time that you fill up at select gas stations. You can cash out Whenever you want, just kind of builds up credits within the app and then you can cash out directly to your bank account, to PayPal, or you can get gift cards like Amazon and other brands as well. And if you download the app, which is free today, which I highly recommend you do, use the promo code touchdown so you can get a 25 cent bonus. That's up to 50 cents back per gallon on your first fill up. That is the Get Upside app. Doesn't get any better than this, y'all. Go and check it out to go ahead and knock some of those gas prices down in your area build that up and then be able to cash out. Some folks are making $200, $300 a month by using the GetUpside app. And once again, don't forget that promo code touchdown so you can get up to 50 cents back per gallon on your first fill up with the GetUpside app. who that nation continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints thanks as always once again for making locked on saints your first listen of the day don't forget we're free and available on all platforms including on youtube as well and don't forget that after this game if the saints and the rams win and the saints advance to the playoffs you're gonna get a live very fun podcast right after the game 10 to 15 minutes myself and a special guest live on YouTube, but the audio will also be posted for podcast as well. So don't miss out on that. That'll be immediately following the Saints game against the Atlanta Falcons. If the Saints and Rams win and the Saints advance to the playoffs, otherwise you'll get another podcast. But you know, we'll all want to take some time if the Saints don't get it. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints defense and what they need to do to win this game before we get to Ricardo Lecomte of WWL TV, who's going to talk to us a little bit about poetic justice that the New Orleans Saints could potentially have going into the playoffs this year. But let's start off with. pressuring Matt Ryan, right? We know that that's the big key. We know that that's the huge key when it comes to going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Once again, Cam Jordan owns the record for individual defender having the most sacks on an individual quarterback in NFL history. No defender has more sacks on a single quarterback than Cam Jordan has on Matt Ryan with a career of 22 so far, 22 career sacks on the Atlanta Falcons quarterback. He's going to be kind of foaming at the mouth and ready to go in this one. Now, something to watch. Uh, Marcus Davenport has not participated in practice on Wednesday or Thursday with an ankle injury. He's been on the injury report over the past few weeks, but still playing with a shoulder injury. This is, it seems like it's a different injury. If that's the case, that impacts the game in three different ways for the defensive line. One, it takes Marcus Davenport off the field, who gives you a ton when it comes to pass rush, as well as uh, run defense. He has been fantastic over the course of the maybe second half of the season and started off strong in the first half of the season too, but just was dealing with a lot of injuries and unavailability. It also impacts exactly what Cam Jordan always talks about, right? You ask Cam Jordan about him having 11 and a half sacks in the season, seven and a half over the last three games, 106 on his career, and he wants to credit David Onyemata. He wants to credit Marcus Davenport for being back and on the field and making his job, you know, a little bit more focused in terms of I just got to pin my ears back and go and get after the passer um if if Marcus Davenport's not that it might might not there it might end up impacting the freedom that Cam Jordan usually has to go up against these you know one-on-ones and and things like that the the last piece is that it impacts your rotation the New Orleans Saints love to treat their defensive line like a hockey team you'll see first down after the first down play four defensive linemen run off and four brand new defensive linemen run in for second down and then four run off and then four more run in for the obvious passing situation on third down things like that. So without Marcus Davenport, that potentially puts a lot more reps on guys like Jalen Holmes, as well as Carl Granderson, in addition to, of course, Cam Jordan. And that could create a little bit of fatigue on the defensive line, which the Saints haven't had to deal with as much over the course of the past few games, with the exception, of course, of the Miami Dolphins game. So something to watch there. But getting pressure on Matt Ryan, of course, extremely important in this one. Just to put some numbers to it in terms of how important it is against Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's completion percentage when not pressured is 73.5%. His completion percentage when pressured this season has been 55.7%. It also drops his passer rating from a 99 even when not pressured to 76.6 when pressured. So getting pressure on Matt Ryan, very, very, very important. Uh Let's also look at touchdowns, interceptions. Seven touchdowns to seven interceptions when pressured, Uh 12 touchdowns to six interceptions when not pressured. So that becomes a big piece of it as well. You're going to get interceptions either way, it looks like, but you're limiting the scoring when you're getting that pressure on them. All right, let's look next. Um In order for the Saints to be able to continuously get pressure on Matt Ryan, they have to not be so concerned with the run game, which means they need to eliminate the run game early. Cam Jordan talked about it in his post game after the win over the Carolina Panthers, in which he said, you stop the run, then you get to have fun as defensive lineman. And so expect that to be the case. If Kyle Pitts is injured or isn't available, then you should expect to see Cordell Patterson a ton at wide receiver as opposed to at running back. That means it's going to be a lot of Mike Davis in this game. And if that's the case, the Saints can easily key in on Mike Davis in the run game and try to neutralize that run game as much as possible, eliminate that run game as much as possible. That way Atlanta gets forced into situations where they feel like they're only comfortable moving the ball through the air, which works in the New Orleans Saints' favor. They can't the New Orleans Saints can't let the Falcons do what the Saints did to the Carolina Panthers last week, which is keep the game so close that they were able to continue to focus on the run game and push it into the second half and then completely rebound their run game in the second half. You can't let Atlanta do that same thing. You have to eliminate that run game and enforce force them away from it by also putting up points on the other side, right? If you're the New Orleans Saints offense. Lastly, we said neutralize a moment ago. I'm going to use the word again, neutralizing Kyle Pitts. If Kyle Pitts is on the field, you have to erase him from the game. And that's CJ gardner Johnson. That's Quan Alexander. That's Demario Davis. It's all these coverage guys that are going to be lined up in the box, lined up in the slot, stuff like that that ends up being a huge piece of this game because Kyle Pitts doesn't have a a lot of touchdowns on the season. He's only got one, but he produces a lot of yardage. He picks up a lot of first downs. He extends a lot of drives. And you want to get the defense off the field. You want to get the offense. You want to get the ball in the hands of the offense so that they can run the clock, protect the ball, and protect possession. Then you need to make sure that Kyle Pitts doesn't go off in this game. He had three catches last year, uh, last time that these two teams met for only 63, 62 yards. So not terrible, but still picked up some chunk yardage, still converted some first downs. You want to try to lessen the damage as much as you can when it comes to Kyle Pitts, so that you can focus in on guys like Russell Gage and Cordero Patterson in the passing game. And you want to force the Falcons to use Cordero Patterson in the passing game, as opposed to in the run game, just to lessen the amount of touches that Cordero Patterson has, considering the sort of rejuvenation that he's had of his career so far in Atlanta. Finally, somebody has figured out how to use them. So for the Saints defense, they have to limit the options in terms of how Patterson is used by neutralizing another big threat, forcing the Falcons to use Patterson to try to make up for production in the passing game that they're not getting elsewhere. So that becomes a big part of forcing the Falcons hand a bit by simply neutralizing one player. And it's a very talented player it's a big player. So you want to make sure that you're getting him sort of erased from the game as much as possible. In addition to limiting the Atlanta Falcons run game, those things keep the ball in the hands of Matt Ryan longer, giving the Saints defensive line, even if injured the opportunity to get after Matt Ryan and get to Matt Ryan. More importantly, seven sacks last game against the Carolina Panthers. The Saints would love to walk away with at least four or five in this game against Atlanta and really rattle Matt Ryan, who gets visibly very frustrated, particularly against New Orleans when they're getting home. All right, coming up next, we're going to be joined by Ricardo LeCompte of WWL-TV. We're going to talk about some poetic justice and what the New Orleans Saints need to do to win this game and just how impressive it is that the Saints are even in this situation to where we're talking about potential playoff appearance for them. We got that and much more coming up for you as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. The line has moved a little bit more. It's continuing to tighten up in this game New Orleans Saints traveling to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons in the hopes of keeping their playoff hopes alive. That line has now moved from four and a half to open up to three and a half here on Friday. That very likely means that people keep betting for the Saints to cover. So that's good news, right? You're seeing a lot of people with a lot of faith there, or maybe they're just trying to make the money play, whichever. I'm going to choose faith. On the other hand, you see Los Angeles Rams and San Francisco 49ers. Their line is held steady. This is the other game you should be paying uh, very much attention to um, during the New Orleans Saints game is that Rams and 49ers game that game right now, is still minus four in favor of the Los Angeles Rams. So things still looking good in terms of what Vegas expects in this one. So if you want to go ahead and make things look good in terms of your checkbook as well, your bank account, however it is that you want to look at it, head over to betonline.ag. You can get in on these lines. You get in on the over unders, which are 40 right now and 44 and a half for the saints game and the Rams game respectively. And of course, everything else that you might want around the NFL, NBA, NHL, uh, UFC, MMA, and even your favorite Vegas casino games as well. And don't forget about that super dope live betting module that you can take advantage of during the game as well. So that you can spot trends and put your money down on those trends as they are developing right in front of you. Lots of fun stuff for you over at betonline.ag. If you're a first time customer, don't forget to use the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N for a 50% welcome bonus. That's a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on over at betonline.ag where the game starts. right everybody, it is another WWL Wednesday on Friday. As we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints today, we're joined by our good friend Ricardo Lacomp, the WWL TV channel four. You can follow him on Twitter at Lacomp TV. Ricardo, look, the, the New Orleans Saints are in a situation now that we maybe didn't expect them to be in. Four quarterbacks starting this season, a five game losing streak, displaced for 21 days to start the season, COVID issues, and so much more. How surprised are you? Or let me actually let me actually ask you this way. How impressive is it that the New Orleans Saints are in this situation to where we're talking about them potentially being a playoff team?
1: Yeah, Ross, I, I was thinking about this the other day, other, other day, and I was like, all right, is this Sean Payton's best coaching job? You know, mm. considering, you know, all the stuff he's done throughout the years. And then, you know, I go, All right, well, he won a Super Bowl. So maybe that's probably the best season maybe. he's ever had. But then <laughs> you know like they were the best team i mean they were they started 13 and 0 before they you know like you know before they won the the, the championship you know lost three to end the season and all that but like i it, they were they were good but like they never had to face adversity like they faced this season and the fact that we're talking week 18 that the Saints, who, again, you said they started four starting quarterbacks. He had a Hall of Fame quarterback retire at the beginning of the season. You had questions what was going to happen there. You had to cut over $100 in cap space, lost a lot of veterans, a lot of key contributors that got you to the playoffs the last three, four years. Um, And so you're starting almost, you know, with a lot of good talent, but not necessarily proven talent, um, a lot of potential in some uh, some of those positions. And considering all of those things, and then, oh, by the way, you've got a COVID outbreak. At the worst time possible, when you're trying yeah. to get back and climb back into the uh, into the postseason hunt, considering that yeah, we're going into Week 18, and all they have to do is get a win and have one other team beat another team in, in the in the conference for you to get into the playoffs. It has been a remarkable job, and and you have to speak to culture that's been established. And mm-hmm. you wonder why a bunch of free agents in the offseason, when they're looking at destinations, they always mention New Orleans as a possible spot. Yep. And not just because New Orleans is a great city, but look at the franchise that you're playing for. Look at the stability that's been there. Look at the, 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 the mind of Sean Payton that you get to work under, especially if you're an offensive guy. Look at what they've got in place uh, for you to succeed as a player. You're not just going to a place to get a paycheck, um, you know, that you could, you know, you can get the best paycheck out there, but you're mm-hmm. going here with a realistic chance of winning and winning a Super Bowl. And most of the most of things that's what free agents want. They want that chance yep. to win a championship. New Orleans is one of the spots to absolutely do it. So that culture is built there. And when you see that culture in place, when you see that, yeah, we have all these adverse things happen to us. But in the end, we know that we're going to be better on the other side of it if we can just navigate it through it and, and to keep the ship you know, sailing and upright and, yeah. and, and moving in, in a direction all in the same, you know, in the same direction, and same, in the same goal and common goal. It's impressive. And, you know, as I thought about it that way, I went, you know what, this is Sean Payton's best coaching job. And if they get in the playoffs, he's not going to win coach of the year, obviously, because of record, but what yeah, he's gone through and what he's done, this is, this is easily the best coaching John Sean Payton has, has ever had.
0: Yeah, it, it's I love the word that you use, remarkable, love that you talked about culture. I think that this New Orleans Saints team is sort of building a cachet so that they can hit the free agent market, they can hit the trade market potentially, and say, hey, we're one you away, high-profile free agent, high-profile trade target, whatever it might be, from being back in the Super Bowl based upon, take a look at this defense, take a look at what we have here. And that defense is a big part of what they're going to need against Atlanta on Sunday in order for any of this to be possible, right? And I think regardless, you could still talk about the Saints being a successful team based upon what they've gone through, but a win on Sunday would certainly sweeten it against a division rival, Atlanta Falcons. What are you looking at as sort of the key to victory, if you will, for the New Orleans Saints this Sunday?
1: Well, it's got to be the formula that's worked for them the last few few weeks, and it's the defense. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a little bit of motivation playing the Falcons, not only because it is your division rival you're going to hear it in the offseason that of the Falcons sweep the Saints. You're going to hear that. So obviously yeah. there's a little bit of motivation in there too. But that defense, for the most part, didn't feel like they had their best performance in that Week 9 loss. Uh, it, particularly on that, you know, they had a chance to put it away. The Saints were able to take the lead. Um, and then there was just one last drive for this defense, which you know they take a lot of pride in what they are able to do, weren't able to stop the Falcons from driving down the field. One big chunk mm-hmm. play from, to Cordell Patterson, and then a field goal to to lose it. You know, there's a, it's biting at them like, hey, this is one of the things that, you know, the reason why we're here is because these things happen during the season. And that's one of the things that's probably motivating, that's fueling this, this unit because they've been lights out the last few weeks. Um, only mm-hmm. given up in the last four games, I think it's two offensive touchdowns. Um, they're the number one red zone defense in the league. Uh, they're one of the best third down defenses in the league. It, it's, they're playing so well. And to cap it off to, so race, what happened that week nine, where, you know, you had a chance to go on the field and win it and you, and you failed in doing that. And you let the Falcons win offensively. This is their time to shine. And the Saints are going to need it because honestly, outside of the three, you know, phases of this game, special teams. Yeah. They, they found some stability there, you know, with, with uh, Brett Maher and, and now, you know, Blake Gillikin has been playing well all season as a punter and offensively, you know, what you've got there, you know, you're kind of the nept on that side you're going to have to be carried to, to victory by this defense. And, and I, I see this unit playing well against Matt Ryan and company, um, and, and, and figuring things out and especially on the defensive line, which has played so great, uh, you know, these last few games with cam Jordan, yeah. I think Marcus Avenport has played, has been equally as disruptive as cam Jordan. Mm-hmm. Cam Jordan's got the numbers. But having a guy like Marcus Davenport at the other end to give offenses, you know, no chances of double teaming Cam Jordan when he's going right. on this streak right now is highly important. Uh, and, and yes, and, and David Onyemata as well in the middle, mm-hmm. those, this disruptive force of this defense line is going to be key I- for them to, to beat the Falcons. And, and once again, it's going to be that defense um, that leads the way for, for the Saints yeah. to get into the postseason. It's got to be this defense.
0: Yeah. And if they are able to do that, if they are able to get into the postseason, It'll be because they won, the Rams won, and both of those games will take place at the same time. The Rams fighting for the top of the NFC, they would be the second seed, and the Saints would be the seventh seed, which would mean just a week later, those two teams would meet in the first round of the playoffs. So a little bit of poetic justice in that oh, whole yeah. situation, <laughs> I imagine, yeah?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like It's like, hey, thanks for getting us into the playoffs. Uh, we're going to go to <laughs> LA now and eliminate you from possibly going to a run to the Super Bowl. And Right. Uh, it, no, it, and the Pats laid out. It's win in Atlanta, mm-hmm. have that happen. Then it's LA, and then you know you're going to Green Bay if you, you make it to the divisional round. Uh, and yeah. it was funny, it, it, you know, a lot of these guys were asked all week in the last couple of days, it's like, are you going to be scoreboard watching? You know, you, you always have that mm-hmm. natural tendency of going, all right, we'll take care of business, but what's going on in this game? And, and yeah. you know, any player can say, no, they don't care about it. We're focused in between the lines, 60 minutes. What's our opponent in front of us? But human nature is going to be like, okay if we have a lead, what, I'm going to peek up there and see, oh, oh, the 49ers. Oh, oh, oh no. Or, yeah. oh man, the Rams are winning. Okay. All right. Oh you know, yeah. There's the charge, right? There's <laughs> a little bit of juice that you're going to, you're going to need there. So yeah, the, the Rams and, 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 and Saints Certainly that is going to be poetic justice if they meet in in the Walker round, but again, they've got to take care of a business first. And, and, yeah. and I think again, it, it, the formula for a win in week 18, it's depending on that defense, and then it's the offense not losing the game. And offensively, yeah. we've talked about all these issues. They have not been able to to find the end zone. Remember, it was an eleven quarter touchdown right. scoreless drought, and before they scored on that fourth quarter, Taysom Hill to Alvin Kamara touchdown uh, against the Panthers. It, we're going to probably see more droughts like this if they play you know you know in the next couple of weeks. So what right. do they have to do? Ball control, shorten the game. It helps running the ball. If you have somebody with, you know, not only Alvin Kamara, but Mark Ingram, who did go uh, uh, from limited to not partici- not mm-hmm. participating in practice on Thursday. So something to watch there. But there is some good news that Ryan Ramchick has practiced the last two days in a limited capacity. Everybody, and I see you crossing your fingers there, Ross. <laughs> Ryan Ramchick is going to be key because you've got to have one of these tackles here to get any stability in the run game. They could not run the ball with the backup run, uh, offensive line that they had against, uh, against the uh, Panthers right. uh, last Sunday. You get one of those all-pro tackles back in there their Heat or Teron Armstead, uh, then you have a chance to to run the ball. I don't see them. I, I think they can still beat the Falcons if they don't have their tackles, but it certainly helps mm-hmm. having Ryan Ramchek going there. But as we're moving forward, if they get in the playoffs, they have zero zero chance if they do not have either one of those tackles back on the offensive line going against the Rams or potentially the Packers in
0: the divisional. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, last one for you, real quick. What what do you expect? You think the Saints are able to to make it happen? You've got the Saints going up against the Falcons, you've got the Rams going up against the 49ers. What do you see happening here?
1: Yeah, I want I want to say, you know, with everything going on, it would just be apropos for the Saints to beat the Falcons and get into the playoffs with the Rams beating the 49ers. And yeah, the Rams are are motivated as well. I mean, you yeah. you know, they they want to win the NFC West. They 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 got into a position there. Um, you know, with the Cardinals kind of slipping up there that they can, you know, win the division. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, like win that, you know, beat the 49ers, the 49ers have been very successful against the Rams, um, sure. you know, these last few games. So it's like, you know, like if we potentially face the 49ers in the playoffs, if they get in and they beat us, they need something to just feel like, Hey, we got to feel good going in the postseason. season. Yeah. I, I see. I think the Rams are going to play their best game uh Mm -hmm. going into the playoffs here against the 49ers and that bodes well for the saints because they need that so i i I see a saints win on sunday i see a rams win on sunday and i see all of us heading to la for a wall card game where i would like to say anything can happen because we get in the playoffs but again i think they need to get some pieces back on the offense uh this defense has to play at that level again um and then you need the rams to make some mistakes for for it to be like okay maybe we can see an upset happen but That's a lot of ifs that have to happen for the Saints to move on in the playoffs, but it's not as many ifs they need in week 18 to get into the postseason.
0: There you go. You got to love it. It's Ricardo LeCompte at WWL TV at R LeCompte TV on Twitter. We appreciate you coming through, buddy. We'll be seeing you again soon. Fingers crossed for a little uh, road trip for you for La La Land coming up. I need to go to LA. So yeah, let's let's, let's switch to that. Thanks, Ross. All right, family, a fun and action-packed episode for you today. Very excited for a fun and action-packed game on Sunday. For those of you making the trip or those of you in the area that are going, be safe, enjoy, have fun, and make a ton of noise for your New Orleans Saints. Remember, the Saints win, the Rams win, the Saints are in the playoffs. And if that happens, we'll be here live with a 10 to 15-minute quick hit um, post-game podcast to generate and talk about all the excitement about the Saints headed to the playoffs, so we'll have all of that for you, and much more. Continuing on with locked on Saints all throughout the week, so we get the live podcast if the Saints and Rams win, and then of course you either way you get the Monday through Friday stuff as we look either ahead to the postseason or the off season, or we look ahead to the postseason, whichever one it's going to be. So we'll have all of that for you as we continue on our exciting time here at Locked On Saints. As always, y'all, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, make sure you go and check out Locked On Bets get yourself some money with your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Thanks, as always, for being here with us for everything that you need on your New Orleans Saints between these episodes. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.